Welcome to the Guardrail Podcast. This is a podcast about what it looks like when you ask God to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. We describe all the many things God has shown us as we have pursued a deeper walk with Him. I'm Rachel. And I'm Fa. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Guardrail Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said another podcast name. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> honestly podcasts are what i listen to now i don't really even i don't watch tv i don't i don't know i don't really do much else for entertainment yeah me too. but i do listen to podcasts yeah podcasts are good yeah what do you listen to uh i don't know what it's called the same ones you listen to unashamed podcast oh yeah i like that podcast the duck people they're pretty good the duck people yeah i do like them oh and like uh Honestly, maybe it's just them I listen to. Who else do I even listen to? Sadie Robertson, do you listen to that? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. How about um, that thing you love, Formula One, that you're always listening to? Mm, you like yeah, those podcasts? Sure. Formula One party? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you forced that on me on our ride to New York this week. Yeah. And it was really boring. Uh, Yeah, that race sucked. You know, it's all boring, but... Some are more boring than others. Um, Not to you, right? It's all the same. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. How exciting is it to really just be driving in circles like they do? I don't know. I don't think it's exciting. I don't think... I don't even understand what they have commentary about. Like, to have a podcast about the race. (laughs) I don't even know what they're saying. Like, oh, yeah, one time he uh, passed another car and... Yeah. That's it. Like, what else is there? I'll give you that, yeah. Oh, no, they went... Both wheels went out. (laughs) <laughs> three times so then you got a penalty i don't know it's just it's not my cup of tea but listen there are podcasts have, about vegetables and gardening and stuff like that so racing is a little more exciting than no that. but see i like gardening and all that crap and i don't listen to those podcasts because exactly. that's not good only stuff you like that is that not for the listen listeners to. man what are you gonna listen to about gardening you know nah i don't know so this is the thing i'm more of a doer then like uh, if I'm going to so like if you're trying to learn something new, you'll go to YouTube and you'll watch something. I just go do it and wish for the best. <laughs> <laughs> like with the pond I made in the backyard. I will say this. I did look at one Pinterest um, post. You watched a ton of pond. Videos. No, I didn't. I watched one thing and I was like, OK, I don't need to look at this anymore. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> How did that work out? For it you? worked out fine. I had a pond, didn't I? I didn't say it worked out well. I just, you know, it, it worked out. There was a pond. Mm. I I don't know what you want me to say. Was there not a pond? <laughs> I did make a pond. There is a pond. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. the pond's awesome. Is it not? It is. There you go. What happened last week last, since we're on the pond? Okay, first off, nothing that I did wrong with that. Okay. Some creature came and disrupted the plumbing of my pond and made <laughs> the water empty. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I have a pump in there, and the pump goes in the deepest part of the pond. Something happened where all of the, the water it like was being emptied or pumped out by this pump. I don't know what happened. Yeah. We still don't know what happened, but almost all my fish died. But they did Wait, wait, wait. One fish died. I said they almost died. Yeah. Because there was like no water left. Only like, only the big one Yeah, died. my biggest koi died. Yeah. I was really upset about that. He was a chunker. He was big. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny because I don't really know if he was my oldest one. He was from last year. Yeah. And um, he got really big. Uh, and of course he died. Yeah, so. I think there was very little water. So he 
didn't have any oxygen or whatever. Yeah, well, what happened was we filled the pond too fast and the water didn't have oxygen in it. And No, I mean like the he, temperature he was different. He could have stayed in the water for a long time in that little puddle that was left and that just wasn't enough. Because all the other fish were fine. Ah, uh, yeah, I really don't know what happened to him. Yeah. He was the only one that died. They all looked like they were going to die because they were all like stunned and stuff. Yeah. But um, he's the one that didn't but make what it. what you, the listener, listeners here need to remember is that I, what they need to know is that I went out there and I saw that your pond was in trouble. Yes, and you I were the it. rescuer of my fish. And it's a miracle that I went out there because I had <laughs> no business. you don't go outside much. <laughs> Well, especially in the morning, like I, I just felt like I was supposed to go out there, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it was like 9.30 or something. Yeah. And it's like, I don't usually go out there. I I should have been, you know, paying attention to work and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So that's definitely like the Lord led you out. Yeah. What other reason could there be? What, why did you go outside? I think I, I went to the restroom and then I opened the window and I could hear the pump. Trying to suck, and it was sucking air. I was like, "Oh, that don't sound right." So I was like, "I'll go out there," and I went out there, and there was no freaking water on the pond. Yeah, I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, that was upsetting. Yeah, this is a rough week. There's a lot of things. Yeah, what else was bad? I don't know. Our dog got sick. Oh right, yeah. Addie's sick too. Addie's sick. We don't know what's going on with Gizmo. Every summer he has some sort of paralysis <laughs> it's weird we have taken him to the vet and yeah. um he is on the mend i think i don't now. think the vet got, I don't know. got it right i, don't, I know. don't know what do i know i mean it's a dog he's bouncing back today though he walked a little bit he's still alive so yeah. what else can we hope for at this point i don't know he's getting his meds so yeah four hundred dollars later mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so fun times pray for gizmo Pray for hashtag, hashtag pray for gizmo, please. <laughs> Speaking of hashtags, follow us on the Instagram. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And on the Facebook. You're doing a good job with that. I hate it so much. Let me just, <laughs> between you and the listeners, I hate it so much. Um, You know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know, as I've mentioned on here plenty of times, I'm not on social media and that was because I hated it and it was starting to make me hate people which i feel like as a christian we're not supposed to do that so i was like i need to get off this thing it's making me like hate humanity so now i'm forced back on by needs of by necessity in in a way and um i'm reintroduced well first off i'm more introduced to instagram which i've never i i did have an instagram however i didn't i never watched like the reels like i had a private account and it was like my friends you know that i saw now i'm seeing like everybody and and oddly enough the christian because like i'm on there and I, i only liked like certain like known christian pages or whatever right um but now the algorithm knows that, like, obviously, oh, they're Christian, so, like, let's send them Christian stuff. And I'm telling you, man, it is hard to watch. <laughs> it's hard to watch. I don't even know what to do with the information I'm seeing. Yeah. And it just makes me have a lot of feelings that are hard to deal with. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying, yeah. So, you know, it's been tough 
mentally for me with that whole thing. I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know what to do anymore. There's so many yeah, things fine. I see. But anyway, um, to make all of these things worth it, uh, go ahead and like our page and follow us. And um, that'd be great if you did those things. <laughs> as I, I guess it helps us. <laughs> On that note, let's talk about Jesus. Yeah. Open up your little diary over there. Tell us <laughs> what you're going to talk about. No, no. I don't have to open up the diary. It's from the heart. Tell sir. people. <laughs> <laughs> These are things God has spoken to my heart. And nice. now they're, they're written on the walls of my heart. <laughs> um, I don't even know why that's funny because it's true, but whatever. Um, I want to share about, so we have already mentioned this on here about how, you know, back in January or whenever that was, actually it was in January, I went and spoke at somebody's church and shared a bunch of my visions and just things that God has shown me and just talked about basically what you what our listeners have already heard right and um and it was amazing we've already talked about it before like on our other episodes like how kind of impactful it really was for not just the people it was well received but it was also like i was floored by and it i really god did something in me in that time you know and so after that i came home and i'm like i praying in my my time of prayer is <laughs> what you do um, <laughs> your time of prayers um it's kind of weird because like you know after some kind of like big event or you know really awesome encounter with god or just whatever you're like there's always like maybe like a little bit of a letdown when you come home it's kind of like uh right, all that, always, all that yeah. emotion all that hype like oh uh, and then i come home and it's like same old same old and but it really wasn't that i was kind of like okay, God, like, like what now, you know, like what yeah. now? Um, and I was kind of, um, going through a little of internal like processing kind of like, so a lot of words were spoken over me during that time, you know, like, yo, this is just the beginning and you know, whatever, whatever good stuff. And I'm like, okay, good. You know, cool. Um, but it's kind of odd because, and everyone was like, oh, you, you know, God used you for this and that. And it was like amazing. So like in my prayer time, I felt conflicted. Weirdly, I was like, okay, God, like, is this the purpose of my life? Like you, you show me things in our time of like intimate prayer and just time together in our prayer closet. And right. then then you want me to share that stuff with other people and like minister to other people in that way. Um, which doesn't sound weird or odd, but the way I felt about it was interesting because I was like, is this it? Like, is this what you want me? Is this the purpose of my life? Like, are you using me? Like you only want to tell me stuff and like reveal things to me because you want other people to know it. Like, does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. Like, I had this weird feeling. I was like, okay, God, like, are you, like, low-key, like, just using me? Like, is that the purpose of our relationship so that you can use me to lead others to you? Like, am I just a piece in your puzzle, like, where, like, you want other people to know about your goodness and your love so then you, like, reveal that to me and you know that, like, I'll share that with people. So then, like, you just, you're only, like, <laughs> your intention with me is to use me. And, like, I know that wasn't true. Like mentally, right. but like, I don't you know, like I was just like, um, I don't know, God, like, are you just like using me? Is that 
the point of us? Like, is that our relationship? Like, what's your intention with me? Yeah. You just want to use me? Um, which sounds odd because I, I have always struggled with that whole concept in church. Like people pray like, Oh God, use me, use me God to do your will and use me for this and that. And like, that's not a bad prayer, but it's also, I've always felt conflicted by it because like, does that, is that healthy where somebody just uses somebody else? Like, I, and I know the right answer for that. I know the church answer for that. I know why we pray it and what, but like in a relationship that you have with somebody else, is it a healthy relationship when you're just being the used person? Like the yeah. other person's using you for an ultimate plan? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Um, I know what you're going to share now, but I'll, I'll keep quiet about that. Uh, there is the, I think what you're trying to say, there's the, you know, right way to say, God, use me. Mm-hmm. And there's the re- uh, wrong way to say, God, use me. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I want God to use me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could be saying, I want God to use me with good intentions, but you just, you, you know, you're using the wrong word. You don't want God to use you. He doesn't use people. Right. But that's what we pray all the time. I know. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, we're going to talk about this, but not everybody that says, oh God, please use me is saying something wrong. You know what I mean? No, They just sometimes don't know what that looks like. Um. I mean, it could just be semantics, like what we're yeah, actually asking. Yeah, like I said asking. before, like a lot of people in the church would just say something and then everybody else says the same thing. You yeah, know what I mean? And they don't, yeah. sometimes they don't stop and think about what's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't well, know what they're asking for. That's always been my issue because I'm, like, I don't want to pray that because I don't like want to be used by God. I want to like partner with him. Like right. that was always yeah. my biggest thing. Like in a healthy relationship, don't you partner with the person and like grow with them yeah, you and do. develop with them? It makes me wonder if that is a reflection of our society. Like, are people thinking that God's going to use them because that's what they do to other people? And it's like, I use the people. Or, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like where I was getting at with God. I'm like, okay, God, I know that you don't, I know that our relationship is more to you than just I'm somebody that you're going to use for your plan. Like, is that our relationship? You know, even I know though, what we want need to say it's like some people will do that, and they will enter into God's presence or whatever. They'll come into God's kingdom as a slave, and they have this slave mentality. Like they just, you know, slaves are used. No one's more used than a slave. You know, there's no payment. There's nothing. Yeah. And some people are free, and they're sons and daughters. You know what I mean? Like so. Right. So there's that, you know, God use me, I'm your slave, and there's like, God use me, I'm your daughter, I'm your son. You know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah, that's the difference though, right? So like, um, if you're a son or a daughter, it's not a matter of even being used. It's a matter of like inheriting. Like, okay, God, I am in your family, so I am entitled to your... I don't know a good way to say it. it's like I'm an I I am an heir to this. Yeah, I'm not being used. I am I am this because yeah. I'm of you. There's a difference. It's like I know you, right? Like of course I'm gonna be like running the company, Dad. Like I'm your son. You know, like it's the same thing. It's like well, the son's not used. I mean, the father's not using the son. He's just carrying on his legacy through the son. Right. Yeah. And that's God. God kind of does that too. Um. Yeah. But yeah, no, so like I'm like conflicted because I'm like, I know that like, God, you're not trying to be like using me, but that's how I feel. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> I guess this is the best way to say this. Like, I just felt used, which is so odd. But yeah, like, this is like, I okay, God, I know that, like, again, it's kind of like what the nature of God is, like, what we just said, like, you have an inheritance, like, you're a son and a daughter, you're not a slave, um, but slaves are used. Mm-hmm. Um, so why do I feel like a slave, you know? Right. And so with that prayer, I, like, I immediately, and also again, too, like after this point, I was like, oh my God, what if God doesn't like show me things anymore? (laughs) I'm always like worried at this. I'm not anymore. Um, but I was then I was like, oh, okay. He used me. He got what he wanted from me. And now like, what if he's done? Isn't it funny that we both went through something like that? Like I thought, oh, it's like, God's just going to do this. And then once it's over, it's over. You know what I mean? Like I've had that, those thoughts too. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, I'm done with you now. Realize that those things only come from one person. You know what I mean? Like, that's just the enemy trying to throw you off and, like, tell you you're not who you are or, you you know, you don't deserve this and God's, like, done with you. Oh, God's done with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that comes from just not knowing your own identity. I mean, imagine the field that Satan can have with you when you don't know who you are and who you belong to. Like, he can tell you literally anything and you believe it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, so I'm praying about this, and I, I immediately start to see, um, like, it was like an old-timey Western. I love this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, old-timey Western. It was, like, legit the Wild West, and, you know, like, horses, like, saloons, everything. And um, I start to see this, uh, the saloon. And um, in the saloon... It was like, you know how it is in like every Western, it's like, okay, the bottom part of the saloon is a bar and yep. you have the bartender and all that stuff and there's music playing and there's like packed. Yes, yes. And then the upper level is the, you know. I immediately think of like stairs on both sides. Yes, it, that's room. exactly how they, they it is. They yeah. upstairs and the rooms are upstairs. Yeah, right? the rooms are upstairs, yes. you know, and people go up there and they meet their... What is a good way to escort? I don't know. Is that a yeah. male <laughs> version of it? But anyway, it's like prostitutes, you know. It's like... um. It's a saloon with prostitutes. Right. And um, the thing is, though, and I swear I've seen this in a movie, like where the saloon owner walks through the door and like everyone obviously wants like the saloon owner's attention. And and in the bar area where the men are, the saloon owner gets respect. He gets the first drink like he's, you know, he owns the saloon. So, of course, like honor is given to him. And then... All the women that are upstairs expect are expected to come out of their rooms and greet the saloon owner. And so the saloon owner goes up to the stairs and and um, all of these like prostitutes are out to greet him and they want his attention. Like they want to be the favored one with that saloon owner. Right. Yeah. And um, but unfortunately for most of them, like the saloon has his the, the owner has his favorites. And there's this one prostitute that's like his favorite and like he's the one he goes to Mm. and all the other prostitutes are like jealous. Like they, they want the attention of the saloon owner because they're going to get treated better and they're going to, you know, get certain favors because of that. And there's like this one prostitute that's like the saloon owner goes to. This is what I'm seeing, right? (laughs) And like he spends his time with her, right? And then um, comes out and again, like, the prostitutes are like clearly jealous of this one 
special prostitute. Favored one. This favored one. And, um, and you know, he has to like appease the other prostitutes and it was like, oh, you know, you know, I love you too. And he's like trying to like give them some kind of attention or look or, you know, smile or whatever, wink, you know, to all the other women. And, um, and so like, but you know, they, again, they're just jealous and that that one special prostitute is, knows that she's special. Like she's the prettiest (laughs) one. (laughs) She's the prettiest one. She's the one that everybody wants. And and even like, even the other men, it's like, oh my God, like she's the most beautiful one. We want to be with that one. Yeah. Right. And, um, I, I and like, uh, again, this is probably in a movie I've seen, but this is what I was seeing. It was like, you know, the prostitutes put on a show. It's like, there's always like a song and dance. Right. And, um, and the saloon owner, this is like a big money grab. Cause it's like, oh, we're having a show and it's almost like a, a bid off of which prostitute, you know, the men want to be with. And at the end of the show, they kind of auction them off. Yeah. And so like the whole room is packed and there's like a little stage and they all do a song and dance and all the men are like cheering and excited and, you know, whistling at the prostitutes. And, um, at the end of the show, like the saloon owner, like auctions off like the prostitutes and you know and and the top dollar goes to that one favored prostitute that yeah she's the prettiest she's the most talented and so i'm seeing this and i'm like i what what are you showing me god what is this (laughs) (laughs) this is crazy what am i seeing and and i feel like the holy spirit was like man you think um this is how you see me you see me like the saloon owner that I have my anointed ones. I have my special favored anointed ministers mm. of the gospel. Wow. And they're the ones that I give all my attention to and they get the most revelations and they get the, the you know, they're the ones that you go and see at the big conferences because God has given them special revelation right. and I favored them. Yeah. And, and, and the problem is, is that like, you know, you view me like this and the problem is, is that once, once, the charms have worn off. That prostitute is no longer good for me anymore. Like well, that yeah. prostitute is not going to bring me any more money. So I do away with her. And, and it's like, you know, whoever I have given favor to and, and given revelation to, that's who everybody wants to come and see. That's who everyone wants a piece of. And like, even with the song and dance, it's like people come and they, they pay money to go see that one anointed prophet, that one anointed minister, yeah. that one that's going to have something special from God. And they'll sit there and, and then watch the song and dance. And, and like, and all the ministers and church people and pastors, they all sit there and be jealous of each other because they think that they are left out of the favor. They're left out of the anointing and they'll fight with each other. And which is so true. I mean, 100%. what church haven't you gone yeah. to where there's not been jealousy or some kind of wild nonsense about, yeah. you know, and, and anyway, so and he was like, this is how you see me. And I was like, I see you like, this is how you see me. You think that I use you like you would use a prostitute. He's like, I, mm. you're not my prostitute. I don't use you like that. The saloon owner. And he's like, this is how you see me. You think that I use you like you would use a prostitute. He's like, I, mm. you're not my prostitute. I don't use you like that. And I was like, okay. So like, why do I keep seeing you like that? Like, why? Where does this, where does the saloon concept come from where I, you use people? 
And he's like, I am not a saloon owner that uses prostitutes for my own profit. He's like, that is not the purpose of this relationship. This is not what I have created. And and it took me a while to like kind of pray through this and stuff. Like I was like, God, why do I view you like, why do I, more or less not even you. It's like, why do I see myself as your prostitute? Like that you just use me and when you're done with me, you're done with me. Yeah. You know, when I'm no longer uh, able to give you, um, you know, what you want from me, you'll do away with me. Mm. And uh, I was praying about that a lot. And I was like, God, where did this whole concept come from? Like, where did the saloon come from? What did, I mean, the saloon's the church, you know? Yeah. And I was like, why did we, where did this come from? How did we come up with this? And he was like, men want this. Men build the saloon. Men build religion. Wow. They build these structures. I've wow. never built the structure. You Men built this. People build these structures. It's the religion around this concept of being used by God. He's like, I've never been interested in using you. You're not my prostitute. Um, and so anyway, I'm praying about this and I'm like, I, I, I understand, like, but I don't understand yet. Like, it's like my heart hasn't, I don't get it yet. You know, I'm yeah. like, okay, God, I understand you're not, I'm not your prostitute. Like, I'm not, you're not using me. It's not like that. You're not the saloon owner. But then like, tell me what you are because I don't, I need this actual revela- revelation because I, I, I understand this in my mind, but like, I don't get it in my heart yet. Yeah. And so I, as I was praying this, and this was like a course over like a couple of days where I was kind of like hashing it out with God a little bit and trying to understand. How did you feel in between that? I don't know. I, I understood like it was just incomplete, if that makes any sense. Like I, I got it, but I didn't get it. And I don't think I thought there was more to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but were you were you feeling like bad as um, you're seeing this? No, nah, I mean I don't know I was feeling bad because I know there are sometimes that you're seeing things and you don't get the whole picture and oh. you are just like oh yeah yeah so upset and um, like you know what I mean yeah that's true I was very frustrated mm. that's that's yeah that's so that's to. the thing too is like. These visions sometimes it's not like immediate. It's not like constant happening. I'm seeing the whole thing and it's done with. Like this was a course over a couple of days and I got frustrated. I was like, God, I don't understand. You know, tell me what you're trying to say about this. Like, you know, saloon thing and the prostitute thing and the using you thing. Like, I don't understand it. I, I don't understand. I kept asking him. I was like, so why do we make these structures? Why do we make this concept? Like men have made this concept of used and being used. Um and so, like, where did it come from, right? Yeah. And um, so, anyway, um, after a while, I did start to see more. Um, so, I saw Jesus standing in the streets, like the the dusty streets. And he was looking up at the window of the saloon. Like, uh, you know, one of the rooms, there was a prostitute sitting at the window. Yeah. And, and she, she was, was looking out. She wasn't initially, but she was just sitting in the window and Jesus was looking up at her, like watching her, right? And um, finally she saw that Jesus was out on the road and and she was like, I'm going to go to him. She looked at Jesus. So she came out of the saloon and came up to Jesus and and Jesus was like, uh, she was dressed in her like, she had like all that makeup on and like the silk dress and everything else, like all the highfalutin looking garb you know she's dolled up yeah she's dolled up and jesus came in and he, he wiped off all of her makeup and he was like you don't have to 
to put on this stuff to be beautiful. He's like, you're already beautiful to me. Mm. You don't have to wear these special clothes and you don't have to put on your makeup and be a certain thing. You don't have to be a certain role. You don't have to be anything. You're already beautiful to me. And he gave, gave, and it was me. I was the prostitute. <laughs> and he <laughs> gave me, um, he gave me a, a different set of clothes. And he's like, go put something uncomfortable, you know, like natural. He's like, your natural beauty shines. This, this paint, this crap you put on your face, it's not beautiful. Um, yeah. You're beautiful. You know, it doesn't make you more attractive. And so he wiped all that makeup off me and gave me a different set of clothes and I went and got changed and I was like okay God like if you're not in the saloon and you're not the saloon owner like where are you like where are you in this because like I get that like we have made this structure in church and it's like maybe this is why I hate like (laughs) I hate Instagram so much because it's like you know, it's all a bid for attention. It's, it's a saloon. It's a saloon. And that's exactly how this, it's funny how this all kind of ties in. Right. Um, Man, it's like, oh, look at me. Follow me. I'm the special one. Look at how God's touched my life. And look at me and look at all my uh, anointing. And look, oh, my church has 50, you know, people in it. And uh, yeah. on a Tuesday night for prayer. And, and you know, are like my my church has like a coffee shop and this and that you got to come to my church and yeah you know the little church doesn't have a coffee shop so you probably shouldn't go to it like you yeah. buy my merch it's all like a bid for attention it's like a gimmicks you know yeah and we're all competing with each other and i was like okay god if man has made this structure what have you made and where where are you in all of this cuz like i'm getting the wild west vibe is like the, the west back then was like new pioneered territory. So people made it. They made the buildings. They 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 made these structures. It wasn't like, oh, this has always been here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, it was born and this the city was always here and it's been here for thousands of years or something. You know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But no, this was all new. And it's like we built all this. Um and this is how we want it. We built this. And it's yeah. this way because we built it this way. It was the demand of the times. Right. Yeah. And um I was like, okay God, where are you? And so we're walking down the road and, you know, there's buildings on either side of me. And then straight in front of me was a church building. And you could see like it had the steeple and it had the bell in it. Um, And so I was like, oh, okay, we're going to church, right? Like this is like a legit church building. So we go into church and as we open up the door and go through it, I heard that that scripture in James where it's like true religion is like feeding the orphans and the widows you know yeah. taking care of them or whatever that's like the only religion that's acceptable to god or whatever that verse is i forget mm. but it's in james so i heard that verse and i was like oh okay okay so like we're here now like this is where jesus is church like this makes sense so as we're walking around in there um i could see like there were orphans and there were um widows like there was just like a bunch of little kids running around and there was a bunch of busy workers you know and um, Jesus was familiar with the kids. Like he patted them on the head. They ran up to him and hugged him. And, you know, um, everybody was familiar with Jesus in that building, you know? Yeah. And uh, I saw one of the workers come up to Jesus and it looked like she like had like an expense form or something. And she handed Jesus the clipboard with the expense form on it and like plans or whatever. And she was like, Jesus, can you sign off on this? 
And Jesus, you know, he took it and he signed it and handed it back to her. And I was like, okay, this is where we're staying. But we didn't stay there. In fact, we left pretty much right after that. We left out out of the building. And I was like, what the heck? You know, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) I'm just following Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So we leave. And instead of walking into another building or another place, we head over to a pond. And we go over to the pond and we... We sit down and we fish again. And, and if you've heard all the other episodes leading up to this one, you know about Jesus and I and our <laughs> fishing. Like it's a constant theme. And we're sitting there and we're fishing. And I was like, Jesus, what is happening? I don't get it. Um, like, what are you showing me? What is all this? You know? Yeah. And because um, I, I was asking Jesus, I was like, okay, God, like, I don't want to be used by you. So like, what am I supposed to pray? You know, like I don't want to be a prostitute. I don't want to think of myself as a prostitute, just someone you're using and like you have this mindset of, you know, you're only as good as what you can give. I don't want to be like that with you, Jesus. So what am I supposed to be? Like, I want to be like your servant, you know, like I want to like serve you, God. Is that what I'm supposed to pray? Like that I'm your servant and, you know, you, 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 I don't know, do good works through me and this and that. And so as I'm praying and like, I, I, you know, hashing it out, I feel like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me and I was like, no, this isn't the right prayer. And I'm asking Jesus, I was like, what are we doing fishing? And he was like, you know, you're not my prostitute. And he was like, I'm, I'm, I don't take you and use you. And when I'm done with you, throw you away. I was like, I, you know, we've, we've been through that. We realize we're out of the saloon now. You realize that's not my nature. And I was like, okay, yeah. So I was like, so like you want me to like feed the orphans and the widows like what <laughs> what's going on you know and and he was like you can if you want you know you you can do that and you can be my servant and i'm like okay it doesn't seem like this is something that he wants me to do i was like confused i was like and he's like but i'd rather you go fishing with me and i was like okay but like we're just we're fishing i don't get it and he was like, you know, the reason why when you went to that church and you, you preached and, you know, this and that, and it was so good. And it was just like, God clearly did something there. And he was like, you can stay in this mindset of that I use you. Or you can stay in the mindset that you're my servant. But he's like, I'd rather you go fishing with me. And and he's like, I don't want you to do things for me. I want you to do things with me. Right. And, and the reason why your, your meetings were so good is because you weren't, you didn't go and do it for me. It wasn't an expense, you know, form that you were like, Hey God, I have this idea. I want you to sign off on it. And he's like, you can do that if you want to. But he's like, that's not what I'm calling you to do. And he's like, I, I don't want you to do things for me. I want you to do things with me. I want you to go fishing with me. And I was like, okay, yeah, God, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to be your servant. I, I want to do things with you. And I'm like, what am I supposed to pray though? Like, I don't get it. And he was like, I was like, why are we fishing? And he was like, the reason we're fishing is because you go fishing with your friend. He's like, I, I'm, I'm not calling you to be my prostitute where I use you. I'm not calling you to be my servant. He's like, I'm calling you to be my friend. Wow. He's like, you take your friends fishing. And um, 
And like I said, the reason why our, our meetings, that meeting was so good is because it was something you did with you, with me. He's like, you do things with your friends. You don't do things for your friends necessarily, right? but you do things with your friends. And he's like, that's what I've always asked you for. And it's like John 15, 15. He's like, I no longer call you servants. I, I call you friends. Um, and that's really the role that we are in now. And that's, that's the nature of God. He's our friend. He's not our saloon owner. He's not our, you know, our, our person that we have to sign off for, like someone that our master, our servant, like mm. he is, yeah. I mean, like we're not, he's our master and he's our servant. Yeah. He's Lord, of course. But he's asking us to be his friend. Like, you know, the whole, I'd encourage everybody to read John 15 and just read through the vine and the branches and just we're in him and we're of him now. And, and he's like, you know, you servants don't know what your master's doing. And that's not the case for you. He's like, I'm letting you in on this. He's like, I'm doing things with you now. And that's what I want to do with you is I want to be your friend. I want you to know me this way. And, and when you are a friend with somebody, there's no more insecurity about whether or not they're going to be done using you if you don't have anything else to offer them. That's not how you treat a friend. God's mm. a good friend. Yeah. And whether or not you're, you're always doing the right thing and you know, coming up with the right ideas and coming up with things to please him with as a servant does. It's like, no, a friend doesn't require that. A friend requires your time and your attention. And, um, and that's what he requires of us. I, when you, when you told me about this, I just, my mind was blown once again. And I like, it's happened all the time. Like, Every time you had like a revelation like that, I'm like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, we, you know, we, we will latch on to like a personality at church. You know what I mean? Like this, this pastor, this prophet, this and that. Well, we, and we will use them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the church just uses people. Yeah. And that's why like pastors are burnt out. You know what I mean? Like, so our ministries are destroyed and families are destroyed and it's just we we make this person like a you know a favored person or whatever and yeah. that's just ruins people you know what I mean instead of just you being a friend of God and you you know following what Jesus is telling you and going fishing with Jesus and just all that stuff yeah um, we make prostitutes of ourselves which is like so messed up yeah. It's so messed up. Yeah. And then we start this little cat fight inside the church where it's like one fight, like everyone's fighting for attention. Mm-hmm. And he said that to me. It's like it blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what we do. Yeah. It's exactly what we do. Yeah, it's true. It's um, insane. What about even the servanthood of, of church? It's like we have to always be doing something. We have to be so busy. Yeah. Oh, we got to feed this you know, the widows and the orphans and do that. And then there's nothing wrong with that. You know, Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're doing it with God, not for God, you have to have your heart in the right place. You can't, uh, it's even hard for me to say this, but it's like, it's, if you, let's say you serve the, the widows and the orphans or whatever, but if you do it with the wrong motives, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not this. It's just humanitarian work. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Any yeah. freaking you know, uh, any governmental you know, uh, subsidized plan or program yeah. does that stuff. That's yeah. not what God's asking us to yeah. do. It's true. Uh, I often think of this in like street evangelism. You know, it's kind of like, 
Uh, and I'm not crapping on this because like I'm sure people's lives have been changed and information at least I don't know it's better than doing nothing I guess but maybe yeah. it's not though because maybe <laughs> we're just wasting our time either way um, you know like handing out tracks and stuff on the streets and like I said there's nothing wrong with that it's just like yeah. man like I don't know like what if you were walking down the street and the Holy Spirit speaks to you about the person that's passing you right. and you were obedient and just like been like, hey, listen, God knows that you're going through a divorce right now and he wants to tell you that this and this and this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Imagine we were that close, that sensitive to the Holy Spirit and walking with Jesus just like you would be, um, you know, like fishing with him. Like imagine that life that is actually changed. Isn't that more effective than handing out a bunch of little booklets? Yeah. You know, handing out a track to somebody is not nearly as effective as walking up to them and saying that, you know, God knows you're going through a divorce right now. And right, right. Well, like that's what I'm saying is, is like. I think sometimes we come up with busy work because one, we have we have a deficiency f- yeah. of that kind of relationship with him. Yeah. So we come up with works in order to justify Yeah, ourselves. we replaced the relationship with God with a formula. You know yeah, what I mean? Like someone's right. like, oh, let's hand out tracks. Let's do this and that. And all of a sudden is no longer we hear from God on what we're supposed to do. We just do what our plan is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we follow our religion. Our mm-hmm. religion does this, so we're gonna do this. You know what I mean? Like yeah, no, that's how I, I don't know, man. I, that's how I feel about most church anything. Like you know, the formula, the method, the structure. Everyone just does the same thing. But like, what if we just let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit wants to do mm-hmm. in that moment? What would church services look like if we just let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit wanted to do? Yeah, maybe we wouldn't even have a worship service. Maybe we wouldn't have any preaching that Sunday. Maybe we would just all minister to each other. Maybe yeah. it would look different every single time. I, I always get upset with the mundane nature of things. Uh, when things are just constantly the same all the time, I get like, I feel like I got to climb the walls, you know, like <laughs> my mind is going to explode. And every time, I don't know. I mean, just like, do you think God is like that? Like, it's like, okay, we come to church and it's like the same thing over and over again. And I'm not saying that God doesn't show up and like the Holy Spirit doesn't like subsidize that, <laughs> our efforts, you know, yeah. I don't know. But it's just like, whoa, what if we just, we were so close to God and we just completely listened and were submitted to him and the Holy Spirit. Like, what would our church services look like? What would the world look like? You know, I mean, I don't know. Does this make yeah. sense? It does make sense. I've been to church services where I want to like pull my hair out yeah. you know what i mean i was like oh my god these people think they're worshiping god you know what i mean like what's happening here well uh yeah it's i don't know i get frustrated only because what if what if we all stop doing the song and dance what if we all stop doing all the works and all the efforts and all the busy work um mm. and we just went fishing with jesus what would that look like what would our what would our church services look like if we actually just like did stuff with him and not for him or about him, you know? That's the kind of talk that gets you thrown out of churches. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. Good thing they can't shut us down yeah. with our podcast. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I just, hang on. I struggle. I struggle. Chill. Okay. My, I'm getting like, I'm hyped <laughs> up right now because <laughs> of it. It's my turn to say okay, some stuff. Ahead. Sorry. Uh, you, the listener, if you, <laughs> this makes sense to you. And you 
think that, oh my God, what if we just do those things? And what if, you know, what if we just throw away that playbook and, you know, listen to the Holy Spirit? If you, if you resonate with that, that is our whole podcast and you have our hearts, you know what I mean? Because that's all Rachel and I want. Like all we want is people to, with the help of the Holy Spirit, take a look at what's being done in their lives and the lives of the people around them and you know just question things it's like is this what god wants it's like is this church uh you know is this church going after your heart is this church like a legit church should i be doing other stuff should i be looking for you elsewhere you know what i mean like that's the, those are the things we need to question it's like is god in this you know what i mean mm-hmm. is god in this thing i think this was last night last night i was praying and i was just i was reminded of things i heard it's like in my childhood of like, I remember people saying, God's not doing this. You know what I mean? Like God's not on that. God's not in that. And that's not how God does things. I remember people saying things like that for like from the Paul. That's not how God does things. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit said to me at some point in these people's lives that the people that he was reminding me of, I took a turn. You know what I mean? Like the Holy Spirit was saying, we took a turn and went in a different direction. And these people didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And they thought that they knew better, so they stayed in that place. Yeah. And then they get, then their hearts get hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they're like, "That's not what God does." You know what I mean? Like they, the the audacity of people to think that they can predict what an infinite God, yeah, does. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How he moves and what he does. It's like it's just, it's astonishing. I don't think that people. I don't know, they either don't give credit to God or they think they have it all figured out because they'll boldly say that God doesn't do this. God mm-hmm. doesn't do that. I've seen what God does. I, I know what God is. And they're like, that you don't. You know what I mean? Like at some point, you and God went different ways and you're just, you're blind. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're just living like an illusion right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're not, you know where God is. Yeah. And you're just throwing out words out there and saying that, that this isn't God. Yeah. I, it's pretty wild. I've heard that plenty of times too in my, um, church walk in life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is pretty interesting though. Um, it's right. What you said, like at, at some point, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell what exactly went awry there. If like, if just, you know, people looked away, basically your objective in life is to always be like, Jesus, where are you? Yeah. Am I with you? Yeah. Are we together right now? Yeah. Um, because we can so easily get distracted by whatever might appear to be God or look like God or, you know, it's the formula for God. Like we have mm-hmm. this freaking secret recipe, man. Everyone's like, oh, we got the secret sauce for a spirit filled church. We're going to worship for 30 minutes and then we're going to have uh, announcements and then, you know, the sermon They'll have an altar call and you'll go home and then the week will go and then it's all over again. It's like, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying like, I don't know. What if people think that figuring out a sequence of worship songs and then, you know, prophetic messages and then, you know, the pastor preaches and this, this and that happens. It's like they, they think figuring that out is what brings God closer to them. And like, this is know. what pleases God. It's just weird to me. I, you know what I mean? It's all weird to me. I, I often have trouble with it. Again, like 
Okay, so like what happened? Where did this formula come from? So like one time, this was like the sequence of events for somebody that went to church, that led church. And they're like, oh my God, when we do this, God shows up. So let's just keep doing it yeah. the same way every yeah. time. Um, but I mean, and again, I'm not even like really crapping on that. It's it's whatever. I'm People need either. to have a structure, I'm sure. And there needs to be, if you're going to have some kind of gathering, I'm sure there needs to be, somebody needs to lead it and somebody needs to make decisions about what, happens i don't know and what's expected i just people get that, that person is the holy spirit and yeah I'm yeah yeah exactly somebody. like holy spirit like what if that's sir like what if one sunday the holy spirit just wants to worship the whole time like just wants us to worship and we'll just mm. like what if like if we let the holy spirit do what the holy spirit wants to do what if people freaking get healed man like what if we actually let him like heal people and instead of like trying to dictate it in a different direction because oh no it's time for the sermon now and we need to hear what the pastor says but, you know what I heard two Sundays in a row now is the Holy Spirit asking the question, what if you start this worship and it doesn't end? Would you do it? You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. It's like, what if you start this service knowing that it would not end? Would right. you start it? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's pretty wild. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You know what? I don't know, man. Again, it's like, so you know when people started getting like slain in the spirit, like hmm. in Pentecostal services and things yeah. like that? Um, like they would just get slain in the spirit and they'd fall back and whatever, right? And then like that happened and it was like a very legitimate thing, by the way. I'm not in any way saying that wasn't like the Holy Spirit, like for sure, no problem. Right. Um, but my question is, is that like now that's the formula, like a lot of Pentecostal services at least that I have attended. Oh, right, 100%. It's like, okay, now we're, everyone's getting slain in the spirit the same way they did back in the 60s when it started. Like, what, like, and that's not, again, this isn't, I'm not, it's just a question. It's just a, let, let's think about this for a minute. You know, how many times have you been pushed over by um, one of those people praying? Like, I know I've been pushed over plenty of times. <laughs> they try to make me <laughs> fall. <laughs> and I was like, why are we doing this? Is this like the evidence of like when the Holy Spirit's actually doing something? Like if you fall over, is that the only way? Like it just becomes a formula. It feels like to me, almost like heresy to me saying, oh, God's not doing that anymore. But I don't think God's doing that anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I mean... Okay, there was one time when I was a kid, like in the 90s, we went to go see this like lady, I don't remember, her name was Grace something. Um, anyway, she prayed for me, I went up and I got prayed for. She barely touched me, I fell over. Like that was the Holy Spirit for sure. Mm. Um, so I'm not saying like, okay, like that was the only time, that was the only time that whenever someone prayed for me and I fell over, it was like legit the Holy Spirit pushing me over. Yeah. Um, any other times, like I remember one time at, at your uh old church some guy just like legit like forced me down <laughs> like just pushed me down but i i don't know I, I can safely say that one time that happened to me where i fell over and no one like pushed me or did anything mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah all of the th all of the times it's like someone's praying for you <laughs> yeah and I'm not mocking it and I'm not saying it wasn't, you me know, either. it's not real Whatever. or he's not Those doing that anymore. It's fine. Like, I'm just saying like, but people get, but people get like this. They, they, they catch, I'm like, oh, this is how you, this is how we know Jesus is doing something. Like he's pushing people over. And so <laughs> let's start pushing people over. So everyone knows Jesus is anointing us. The God that us. pushes you over. Yeah. <laughs> God that makes you pass out. <laughs> um, Do you remember when uh, people in Toronto started laughing 
hysterically. Yeah. 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 Again, these things I'm not... Oh, no, um, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that, that there are specific movements with specific that's like, true yeah traits, you know what i mean it does seem like that's true and i believe more in that than you know the whole nation has to go to church and fall over in the spirit and start shaking on the floor you know what i mean like yeah yeah the way you like when the holy spirit touches you like who knows how you'll react yeah, um yeah 100%. so i'm not saying it's not real that's for sure like don't get me wrong on any of this like i have seen very hardcore moves of the spirit where people are laughing hysterically or rolling around on the ground basically yeah. and like pat you know being slain in the spirit i have seen all these things and i 100 percent believe it's very legitimate touches Me from too. the holy spirit oh, yeah. from god uh, i'm just saying like what i'm crapping on is like the formula of it it's like okay now we're doing this all the time let's just always yeah, replicate what I don't let's always like replicate it is when people think that that is the end all be all and that's what's got to happen all the time and it's right. got to you know, they have it figured out. Now we know if God's touching you or not because mm-hmm. you have to look a certain way. We have to right, do right, right, right. You know yeah. I mean? It's the same thing. I get the same, like, ugh, I get so fussy about this too. Is <laughs> like when we are in a worship service and like the worship leader is like, raise your hands. Like, no, I don't want to raise my hand now. Like I'm worshiping in my own way. Yeah. You don't have to make me raise my hand just because you want to feel better about the song choices you made. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It makes me upset. It's like, no, I don't have to respond the way you want me to, you know? I will tell you one thing, though. I one time was at a church where um, they would worship and people would do nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, like, there's no clapping, no raising of hands or anything yeah. because it was an assembly of God. So we <laughs> were, like, encouraged, like, raise your hands, do this. Like, don't don't be yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah. And you only have to do that for a certain time until people, like loosen up and mm-hmm. they're in the presence of God and, and they're actually, you know, doing things. Responding. Yeah, yeah responding is mm-hmm. a good word. So I, do, so I do like it when you're in a setting where people are just like statues up there and like the worship leader says something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or even like there's some sort of a training, you know what I mean? Like you don't like, need to. They don't really know how to worship. Yeah, they don't know to how to them. worship. Yeah. I get it. I do. I understand. Uh, I do, however, I, I also slightly still disagree because I, I do think that there is a, a participation in Problem it, obviously. Problem is, like, you're coming from a place where you know how to worship God. Other people don't. You know what I mean? Like, you, you forget to take that into account because some people don't know how to. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know, but then what are we... Okay. All right, this can get, like, very introspective in a way um because uh, that's probably not the right word but okay so you're going to a service say i'm leading worship or anyone's leading worship doesn't matter and you are i don't know how to phrase this well so like you're leading worship and you feel god's presence like you're in god's presence like everybody is in god's presence there shouldn't be a need in my opinion for anyone to be like, okay, and now it's time to do this and that, or like raise your hands, or this is how you respond. I feel like when it's legit, when you just are like someone who's never worshipped any like ever, have ever been to church before, they're not gonna know how to respond or what we're supposed to do in church. Meaning 
we come up with the ways to worship God. Like yeah. we have created what it's supposed to look like. We made a book and we said, hey, if you want to really partake and receive and um, participate in worship, you have to raise your hands or close your eyes or sing a song. Who who said that? Who came up with these rules? Yeah. The no, Bible doesn't I, say I'm that. I'm okay with that too. I'm okay but what that. I'm trying to say is, is like when you walk in to God's presence, there should be no need to be taught anything. Because God's presence is there and you're walking into it and God's doing something. Since when did we ever have to decide, like ever have to supplement God's presence with our own added touches? Why do we feel like we need to supplement anything? Like, because the Holy Spirit can speak for himself. The Holy Spirit can lead you. Um, Even if you've never walked into a church building before, but you're, you're coming in with a heart that's expectant. The Holy Spirit, like God's presence, you're not going to walk out different. You're going to encounter God. When God's there, you encounter him, you know? Um, And I do get that some people are just like, did not, they have no interest. And I think it does have to do with a lot of our our posture and our our state of reception and like wanting God. Yeah. But if you want God and you walk into a church building and God's presence is there, nobody should be having to tell you what to do. Like your heart is responding. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah lifting your hands and singing songs these are things that we have supplemented god's presence with like oh these are things we do now yeah i don't think god ever said we had to do those things in order to worship him your your heart will respond however it's natural in worship to the father yeah, does it make that's sense true, but i'm also thinking that some people just don't have any response because they're not feeling anything right so you try and do something so well, could, that's that's the supplementation yeah. that I'm talking about. Why do we need to supplement? All right, that? you convince me. Yeah. Well, why? What? No, Is this a I want to. No, it's not. I want to keep talking about this. <laughs> I know you hate this subject. <laughs> no, I don't hate the subject. It gets me fired up because I think that we are often, for our lack of, I don't know, a good word for it, is. We are trying. All right, if, okay, this is the perfect way to describe this. If you are hungry, you will be fed every single time you walk into God's yeah. presence. Every single time. Yeah. And so, for the lack of hunger, we supplement it, and I think that's wrong. Yeah. Because that's what all the fluff comes from with church services. It's like, oh, buy our merch. Oh, we have a coffee shop here. Oh, our worship's so exciting and, and a performance based, and look how good we sound. And yeah. Our, our leadership is very attractive, you know, like the, I'm telling you, no, it, this is things people look at Yeah, and there's lights and there's, there's shining lights here and it's all entertainment. It's all entertainment because we're supplementing for a lack of hunger in the body of Christ. Yeah. If you are hungry, you will be fed every time you walk into God's presence. And, and the Bible says when there's two or three gathered, I am there. So if there's at least two, three, two people at church that Sunday that are hungry for God, he's there. So when you walk in and you're not hungry, then you won't be fed. And but you will be satisfied. Your flesh will be satisfied by the the pleasant lights and the good sounds and the pretty people and the merch you can buy after church and the coffee that keeps you going. Yeah. Like that's the problem is like churches will be nearly empty if it's only based off of hunger. <laughs> as sad as that sounds, that's how I think. Like if a church with a thousand people are filled with a thousand hungry people, they will be fed without any of the lights and the glamour and the, and the and the song and dance. Take away the song and dance, and then all the people who are not actually hungry will fall away too. And but we supplement. We make we make yeah. provisions for those people who are not actually hungry. Yeah. And that's the song and dance of it. 
but I guess it's a good time to stop since you don't talk about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, um, I don't know. You're not going to change. What? I'm, I'm not going to change my mind. You're not going to change your mind. Do you think I'm wrong? No, I don't think you're wrong. Well, then what's there to change? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You made your point. I made my point. I don't even know what your point was. Though. What point did you some make? Some people need help. Some people need some teaching and some coaching. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I think then you get into the whole like seeker friendly church and stuff like that too. It's like, oh, people just need help knowing Jesus. I'm like, okay, but the Holy Spirit can speak for himself and the presence of God doesn't need your help. Like, Listen, we just need to focus on bringing the presence of God. Everything else is done for you. You know what I mean? I don't know what you mean by bringing the presence of God. If you are hungry enough and you, I don't know, if you, I almost mm. said, like, if you pray, if you do this and that. Now, if you're carrying the presence of God with you as a worship leader, as a minister or whatever, and God is there to do, like you said, things with you, not for you. Mm-hmm. I think other people see that and they will respond. You know what I mean? Yeah. The I think the fluff that you're talking about is because there is no substance behind the worship or yeah. the preaching and this and that. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, when God's in the room, people realize they're hungry all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, even if they're not hungry, they taste and they see. Yeah. And they get a, they get a hunger. Yeah. When you taste something good, you want more of it. Yeah, it's true. Those people haven't tasted and seen It's yet. like when you give old people sushi and they're like, oh my God, this is sushi. This is delicious. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> um, well, you sure. Know, you know the people I'm talking <laughs> old about. Old people though, like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. All right, Let's time pray. to end this. Let's pray. Let's pray. We'll end it. Let's, I'll pray. Okay. okay. Dear Jesus, thank you for this um, podcast, God. We thank you for your love and your mercy, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you you are such a good God that you want to do things with us. Um, thank you, Father, for your friendship, Lord, and the friendship that we can have in you, Father. I pray that everyone that's listening, Lord, would just, they would go fishing with you, Father. They would just take inventory of where they are and ask you where you are in it. Father, if they're in the saloon or if they're in the the church building, Lord, um, I ask God that 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 people would have eyes to see you, Lord, and look to you, Father, and be led to you, Father. And I pray, Lord, that people would, um, God, that they would make you their friend, Father, and, and that they would um, they would no longer be satisfied with the song and dance, with being used and wanting to be used. They would no longer be satisfied with doing things for you, but Father, that they would want to do things with you, Lord. And I pray that um, you would just bless everyone that listens to this. And um, I pray that your will be done in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks for coming. Like and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.